Hello everyone. Today we are looking at Proverbs chapter 25 verses 21 through 23. Here's what it says. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. The north wind brings forth rain, and a backbiting tongue angry looks. Alright, you know, some may think that uh, this verse here, verse 21 and 22, Solomon is saying that if you've always wanted to, to burn your enemies or, or to get back at them, well, this is the best way for you to do it without sinning. No, hold on to your horses, partner. The Apostle Paul, he gives us some help on this. And actually, he mentions this verse in Romans chapter 12. Right, let's see what he says, uh, beginning with verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So, Paul's exposition of Solomon's words indicate no evil intent, right? But rather to bless those who are against us and don't, don't curse them. Seek peace. Don't avenge. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good, right? If there's any vengeance deserved, Paul says that it's that's God's business. You see, it's above our pay grade, I think, right? <laughs> Leave it to the Lord's hand. Don't let vengeance steal your joy. We need that joy to be able to, to love others and do good for our enemies. It, it will drive away evil, and it'll show them that the Lord is glorious. You know, the truth is that, that fighting evil with evil, it feeds the wickedness in both parties. It breaks down the walls of our, our own heart to let more evil in, I think. Verse 23 of our text says, The north wind brings forth rain, and the backbiting tongue angry looks. So, if we fight evil with evil, there's going to be more evil. It's like an unending circle. One thing begets another until one party that decides to forgive and to love. And that breaks uh, the circle of events. So, so what might be this context of doing good is heaping coals of fire on your enemy's head? What exactly does that mean? Well, what we do know for sure is what we've said, right? That Paul has verified that uh, we are to love our enemies, right? That's, I think, the main focus of action 
of the passage. Um, but as far as what the coals of fire uh, might mean, uh, being placing them on someone's head, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is that this is going to hurt, right? <laughs> if someone puts coals of fire on your head, it's likely to kill them. If you do this to your enemy, it's, it's likely to hurt and kill. If this is the context of the metaphor that Solomon is using, I am just wondering what is the spiritual truth of these coals of fire? So I keep thinking about this and uh, uh, showing the love of God to others who are hurting will definitely confuse them. Um, but will it hurt them? I think there is a context for that. You know, in some countries of the world, this kind of forgiveness is, is foreign to people. And I asked a missionary one time who was uh, ministering in a Muslim country about this. And he indicated that many are taught that offenses are to be met with retribution. People have to pay for their offenses. So when they are shown this forgiving type of love, it, it like... Uh, it confuses them. It opens their eyes to something they've never really known or, or, or considered, really. And so, love that's given in the name of Jesus has a way of killing sin, of, of, of holding it back and, and turning the light onto sin. That's the way you kill sin. Whether it's physical or, or in this case, spiritual, the truth is it's going to hurt. It hurts when things die within us. As those coals of fire being poured on a person. So spiritually, killing sin is, is like a purifying fire. And, and love has a way of doing that. Godly love done in the name of Jesus. And the reference Solomon makes with coals of fire, it may also be connected to Leviticus. Uh, chapter 16, verse 12, where the high priest uh, brought a censer filled with coals of fire to burn incense on the Day of Atonement. So that's related, uh, connected to sin and forgiveness, right? Solomon and Paul both may have been associating this as a symbol for the purifying or the driving away of sin. So in conclusion, I would just say that... Um, Godly love in action is inexpressibly better than, than trying to defeat evil with evil as we go about our daily life. And that's usually our first response is to strike back. Um, like the text we read, uh, what was it, verse 23 of our passage, the north wind brings forth rain and a backbiting tongue, angry looks. So, I mean, one thing begets another. And, and that's our first response, but it's better uh, to love and forgive and, and show actions of love. Uh, that defeats evil and shines the light on the glory of God in Jesus. Um, it's better both for ourselves, it, it, it gives us joy. It, it lets us keep our peace and our joy and our relationship unbroken in fellowship with God. It's better for us and it's also better for our enemies. 
and it gives glory to the Lord. Father God, thank you for this great word from your truth. Father, help us to to hate sin in, in our own life and in the life of others in the world, and, but to, to, to love you and to love our neighbor as ourselves, Lord, and show acts of love. Love never fails, Lord. We love you so much. Thank you for Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.